Welcome to the Finding Backcountry Podcast with your host, Dustin Whitwer. I am Dustin Whitwer, and this is the Finding Backcountry Podcast. Follow along on my journey of learning from the best backcountry hunters each week as we explore valuable information I use to find success in the backcountry. Let's get to the show. Give your, uh, real quick, give your background on, you know, just kind of who you are and, uh, you know, just the two-minute spiel and maybe how you ended up at Mountain Ops. Yeah, the, the, the two-minute spiel, the, the door pitch. If I was an alarm salesman, what would I say to you? <laughs> um, well, my name is Matt. Um, let's see, where did they come from? Well, I grew up in a small town called Heber City. And uh, anyways, I've been at Mountain Ops for a little over, uh, about two years now. And I uh, came over here from Hort, Hoyt, Hoyt, how now brown cow, from Hoyt, and uh, was there for about five years. And so got to know the Harbertson boys through that and ended up making the switch over here and haven't looked back ever since. Been a lot of fun. Been a good ride. Loving it. Looks like you're having fun most of the time. More than we probably should, but I won't <laughs> complain, you know. <laughs> um, what, uh, what drew you to Mountain Ops? Was it, I mean, what, what drew you there? Yeah, that, that's a pretty easy answer. I guess for me, the like-mindedness through the marketing and the direction that they wanted to go with, you know, how they were speaking to people and not being afraid to, I guess, be who they are. And that's not definitely not a knock at Hoyt, but they're a hundred year old company basically so for them they've got to tread a little bit more lightly and kind of got to dance around stuff so it was uh you know there were definitely restrictions within that and i felt like there were a lot of things that could have been done better and they weren't being done so i went to a place where we could do that where everybody was like-minded and working towards the same common goal and you know at the end of the day i'm not here to have a job that's a nine to five and just punch the clock and go home that's definitely not my attitude i want to go somewhere where i'm surrounded by people that are you know positive upbeat looking to change looking to adapt looking to grow and uh that's exactly what i found here at mountain Ops. so it's been awesome it's got to be tough for those um those companies that are that old or that that well established because you know on the one hand it's like are you guys in business because you you know you stick to your kind of your heritage and you know stick to who you are for a hundred years or um do you need to change and you know adapt to you know i don't know how the market is now i mean they hoyt obviously isn't uh you know they're not living in the dark ages still they're you know they're social media and they're doing the influencer thing and they're you know they're pretty up and up on most of it but i don't know it'd be a a tough transition for a a hundred year old company like that No, I, I agree. Um, I guess I agree with within an extent. I think at the end of the day, markets and ever or marketing, excuse me, is an ever changing thing. The way we market today isn't the same as it was a week ago. You know, through social media and all these different things that are happening in these platforms and mediums that kind of come and go. You have to learn and adapt and maximize and 
figure out, you know, where you're getting the best bang for your buck, where you're reaching people, how that person wants to be spoken to, how they want to be marketed to. And you really have to dive in and figure that out. And, um, the, the market doesn't care, you know, the market doesn't care how, how old your company is or how new it is. The market, uh, it, it never lies, man. Exactly. So for some, some companies, you know, they, they want to stick to their guns and they want to do what they've always done. And I, I think that's, that's okay within reason, but you definitely need to, uh, you got to get with the times. You got to roll with the punches and, yeah. and be willing to adapt because if you don't, you know, then your toys are us and you're out of business. Well, you, you might, go, you might be going Titanic and be playing all the way down with your strips. So if that's, yeah. that's the route you want to go, then so be it. And I'm not saying I'm right because obviously Hoyt, in business and they're a great company and i love the people over there they're a bunch of really good uh individuals but that wasn't you know i didn't want that to be i guess the end for me so that's why i'm here awesome man um hunting i mean what's what's kind of your what's kind of your thing with hunting i mean how uh you know what what do you look forward to every year or what's the the uh the type of hunter that you would consider yourself or kind of classify yourself there? Oh, shoot. Well, I classify myself as a hunter. I think a, a hunter is a hunter. Um, <laughs> yeah, but who is, who is Matt Davis, the hunter? You, uh, you archery guy, you a backcountry only guy. You, uh, I know you rocked a trad bow. T- talk to people about, about kind of what, uh, what your flavor is, what your style is. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a little bit of everything. I think I've got enough hobbies that keep me, you know, busy enough year round. I love hunting. I mean, obviously, bow hunting. I love shooting a, a traditional bow and hunt every w- which way I can with that. But I'm also very passionate about fly fishing and upland hunting. I mean, right now here in Utah, I can hunt chuckers for another couple of weeks here, so I, I do that. And then, I mean, literally between February 15th and you know the beginning of may or middle of may or whatever is about the only time that i don't have something that i'm really (laughs) doing per se but then it jumps right back into turkey and spring bear and i just kind of do that full cycle year round so i do a little bit of everything love hunting with the bow but not exclusive to it i've got no issues with picking up a gun and shooting something Uh, like i said i guess I'm, i'm a hunter before i'm anything else as far as whether i'm a an exclusive traditional archer or exclusive you know backcountry hunter or whatever you know i'm an i'm an opportunist and i love variety i love doing different things and i love trying new things and you know with so that's buying a private property tag or going you know eight miles deep somewhere i'm, I'm up for whatever i just want to have a good time and enjoy it you have to pick one right now would you rather fly fish upland game or just any general other hunting Ooh, man that is tough dude um and if you if you say big game, like I'm taking all your fly rods away, I'm taking your bird dog. You'll never see your bird dog ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, shoot, man. If I had to do one that I could do for the rest of my days, um, it would probably be fly fishing. Really? Yeah, that's something that I, you can do year round, and it's you know I. I get more excited about catching a big fish on my fly rod. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I get really excited when, when you kill a big deer or an elk or something like that. But, uh, but man, I just, I love the challenge of it. I love the opportunity. I love that you can go out and do it whenever. And 
there's all sorts of different ways and tactics and you can be successful and you know that's don't get me wrong i love i love them all but if i'm gonna you know your to your question if i had to choose one that was like hey this is all you ever get to do it's gonna be fly fishing Okay, well, this backcountry hunting podcast is uh, officially over. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming on. No, how how have you and how have you and my brother not uh, fly fished before, man? My brother is hooked on that stuff. Oh yeah, too. Guys, I know. I've, I've seen your brother. and followed him for a long time. He's a he's a talented individual. He get, really gets after it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know how we haven't gotten out on the river. He's usually too busy killing giant deer, I think, or scouting them at some point. Yeah, he doesn't get out fly fishing much anymore. But it's tough, uh, you know, when you live down here. There's, what are you going to go fly fish the Lake Mead for yeah. catfish? You know, <laughs> probably be kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah, if he could figure out a way, I'm sure guys would do it. Talk about uh, talk about selling. Talk, let's get into this. Talk about selling supplements to uh, to the hunting community. Well, I don't feel like we're selling supplements to the hunting community. I feel like we're selling, you know, a, a better outdoor experience to whoever wants to be outside. You know, Mountain Ops has been uh, very successful within the hunting space because I feel, you know, there's individuals that have kind of help lead this athletic movement where people are realizing that there's a direct correlation between your health and, and the success that you can have in the mountains and, you know, what hunting requires of your body. But, you know, as a company, we're not just marketing to hunters. We're marketing to people that want to be healthy and, and be outside and, and enjoy doing that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, what, what do you, in your opinion, what, uh, I mean, not, not that one thing started that, but where, where do you think that originates from that? Uh, because there has, there's been a shift. I mean, 20 years ago when I really started hunting, like it was, it was literally non-existent. People didn't, if you did work out to hunt or even mm-hmm. to be outdoors, you didn't, no one knew about it. Um, what, what do you right. think, where, where do you think that started? I think the ever-growing, you know, I, I won't call it popular, popularity, excuse me, but the the awareness of, of health and, and the need to be healthy, um, you know, fitness and health and wellness, all that stuff, it, it's continually growing. Those are um, gigantic markets and places, and I don't think there's a single person at any point in their life that, that doesn't think or say, man, I wish I was a little bit healthier or if they're out hunting or if they're out hiking or being outside doing whatever, they're like, man, I'm out of shape. Man, I'm stuck in wind. I wish it was, you know, and it can almost, it can ruin that experience. You know, there's people that don't want to go outside anymore because they're out of shape and all these different things. So we're trying to kind of remove that wedge and and let people be healthy and let them get outside and really help them, give them a a motivation, if you will, to, to be able to go out and enjoy those things again. But the whole, movement or whatever you want to call it i mean you've obviously you know individuals like cameron haynes i think you know cam's been doing cam for a long time and it hasn't been until recent years that all of a sudden it's like oh yeah this guy's pretty hardcore like he's just he's just been doing his thing for (laughs) forever and uh and it's just finally all of a sudden caught on within this trend and you know I feel like hunting or the hunting community and the way that we are as a market, we're substantially um, behind like mainstream and the things that are trending within mainstreams. I mean, take for example, this podcast, right? We're, we're doing a podcast and podcasts have just taken off in the hunting community and 
and the Gritty Bowman and all this and that. Well, podcasts have been around for years. Yeah. I mean, since the first since the first iPod, right? So it's you know, I the the hunting community is a little bit behind in, in what we see as popular and whatnot. So I think it's I guess about time right. <laughs> that the that the health awareness and all that stuff is trickling into the into the hunting market. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was listening to one of Snyder uh, on Kafaru Cast, one of Snyder's podcasts, <clears throat> and he was he was referencing clothing, but he was making the the point that the hunting community is always like three years behind on clothing, and so he'll go to the oh yeah he'll go to OR he'll go to outdoor re- retailer and uh, you know see the things that the the backpackers are doing, for instance. Um, and say, yeah. oh man, I'm going to look forward to seeing that in camo in three years. You know, that's, that's, no, it, and that's, that's exactly what it is. 100%. We were having that same conversation here in the office the other day. You've got brands like Arteryx and Outdoor Research and all these different companies. It's like, where do you think Sitka and Kuyu came from? Right. Yeah. I mean, literally it's a direct stem from those, from those markets. So it only makes sense that, you know, other, friends or, or whatever you want to call them, you know, are, are soon to follow within the hunting market a couple of years after they do mainstream. Yeah. Why, uh, why do you think, give me your opinion on why you think, uh, hunters that are taking, you know, gym selfies, why do you think they take so much heat on social media? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not a big selfie taker myself. I mean, I, I think there's, <clears throat> I, I think some people, caught up in trying to um man how do i say this lightly be be <laughs> maybe be something they aren't and i'm not and i don't say that as a knock but and, and everybody does certain things for a different reason but like i don't i don't i don't hunt or i don't fish or i don't train my dogs i don't do these different things for anybody else's satisfaction other than my own and and i and i love being able to share that stuff I love, I love tasteful content. I love great photography. Um, but I guess there's some people that, you know, it's that that's who they are. And I, at the end of the day, I can't really knock them because I know a lot of people that do that, that are phenomenal human beings. Um, and then some people just maybe because they aren't as comfortable as that person is doing what they're doing. They've got something negative to say. And uh, unfortunately with social media, everybody has, um, has the opportunity to share their their opinions, and I don't feel like some of them should be shared. I kind of take the the thumper approach that if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. But uh, I guess I guess that's just me. Like I said, everybody can do their own thing, and they can do it for their own personal reasons. But I think some people probably need to tone it down on the way that they try to promote themselves and and those that they work with, and just be as tasteful and natural and I guess organic as possible. Yeah. That's, that's the key for me. I mean, the, 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 as the longer that we have social media, I think the, the high or the, the more sensitive people's BS meter is, if that makes sense. Like, you know know what I'm saying? Like it's so you can recognize so fast if something's not authentic or organic, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I, I like, if people do this, that's fine. But like one example for me is like taking, like say you've, you've killed a, a bull or a buck or whatever. You've killed a deer. I already know where you're going with and this, it, but yep, go ahead. <laughs> yep. And, and we all know, and, and you're, and, and you take this awesome picture 
of this, you know, your grip and grin, which is great. I do. I'm a grip and grin, you know, hero, but and I then, and then, right. I mean, what I, I don't care. It's me taking a grip and grin of, for my own, you know, whatever. But then you got like the bottle of your scent spray or, you know, you got your, your, whatever, yeah. e- even your supplement, you know, even your mountain op supplement, to be honest, like, um, oh, yeah. man, people, people will see through that and there's nothing to see through. It's, it's pretty obvious, hey, but. Dude, what, what? Why, why the hell do you have a tub of protein four miles in the, in the back? Why do, you have, why do you have a tub of ammo with you, man? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, just just keep it authentic. Keep it organic. I don't think anyone cares, you know, if you, uh, you know, if you uh, are loyal to a certain brand and, and no, promote a certain all. brand. But, you know, there's, there's the guys that do it that aren't trying so to speak. And then there's the ones that are trying. And I, I think that's where a lot of the heat comes from is, you know, when it's well, there's, there's a lot of the guys that are just, you know, copy and paste, right? It's, they have their little caption and then it's literally a copy and paste of every single person. And, and then they tag every single person and don't get me wrong because, you know, I mean, I use hashtags in my pictures. I mean, there's, there's certain people that I'm friends with at certain companies and I'm, I'm very proud to support them and what they do. And I would love to help them in any way, shape or form that I can. And I don't have a, a giant influence by any means, but what I, what I put out there, it's like, Hey, if someone sees a, a cool picture or a picture that I like, or has the same common interest as I do and say, Hey, that's a cool bird vest or, Oh, Hey, that's a cool hat or man, what boots are those? I love chucker hunting. You know, my feet always hurt. I wonder what this guy uses. And then I can connect them to that, to that company and in, in, in a natural way where I'm not shoving it down their throat saying this is the best boot I've ever worn. And, it's better than XYZ brands. That's, that's not me. It's just, just, just put it out there. And if someone wants to take advantage of that, then so be it. But don't, don't be the copy and paste. Don't be the over the top. Just, just be normal. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that is normal nowadays. I guess I can't can't say that. Just live life and, uh, and document it. And everyone's going to, uh, no one's going to have a problem with that. I don't think, but. Exactly. But like you said, you, you can see right through that stuff. And if you think it's being effective and doing that constantly, I'm sorry, but you're, you're very mistaken. It's a huge turnoff and you're doing more damage than good by going about things that way. And that's, uh, and just, that's the honest truth. And I hope that doesn't come across super mean, but that's, that's the truth. You know, and it's, you can only, you only get away with that once in my opinion. Like, like it, it can, it can be one post. And if I see something like that, it's like, it's, it's, it's just unfollowed. Like it's, it's over and I'll never go back to that because I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like it just paints that picture. And maybe that's, I, I don't think that's judging a book by its cover. It's just, it's, it's seeing the pages of the book and judging the book itself. But, um, yeah, man, it's, I agree. it only takes once, but. Um, what, uh, how, how often do you go to the gym? How often are you a, a gym guy? Um, I'm a, I'm a five a weeker. I mean, Monday, Monday through Friday, I'm, I'm there. Um, I just have a routine that I follow and just try to always make it there and at least do something. There's some days where I get there and I'm just dragging tail and I'm super tired and I might just climb on the Stairmaster for 30 minutes and leave, but I always try to do something. At the beginning of each day, I'm at the gym about six o'clock most mornings and just kind of getting the day started right. It's how I've done things for, you know, since 
since the mish, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, a, for a long freaking time since high school sports and stuff like that. So I figure, you know, it's a good habit to keep enough and, uh, yeah. Five, five days a week. It's it's interesting that you say that about just jumping on the stair climber because I've the older that I get, I've I've started to realize that the most important thing isn't that I go and have the best workout ever every single day and you know mm-hmm. max out on you know squat bench deadlift or whatever every single day. The most important right. thing is that I go. And you're being consistent. You're being consistent. That's exactly right. Yep. And 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 some days you're right. Like I go and I walk the treadmill, maybe on incline, but I walk the treadmill and I, I do the what I used to call the like the the high school workout where you'd get three three lifts in, you know, three like three yep. things, you know, and, and that anymore it's just but but yeah, the, the most important thing is is creating that uh that habit, you know, because you're going to have down days. And, and as soon as the problem with that is, a, it, 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 it's the same with, with backcountry hunting, to be honest, as soon as it's not fun, mm-hmm. then you start to hate it, you know, and then you've ruined, right. it, you've ruined it for yourself. Exactly. Uh, but if, you know, if, if those days when you're having a downer, um, you can still pick yourself up and just go and say, Hey, I'm going to go. And it might only be 30 minutes. It might be 15 minutes or whatever's you know, just a quick deal for you, but at least you're going, um, then, then you're not going to get burned out. I don't think as fast as at least. Yep. I I agree 100%, man. You just got to be there. You got to be consistent and one foot in front of the other, right? How much, how much can you curl? Be honest with me. You have pretty big arms. How much, how much do you curl? (laughs) I don't hardly ever do anything. Matt. um, Arm oriented. It's just deadlifts and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a basic four guy, you know, shoulder press, deadlifts, back squats, and flat bench. Those are kind of the, the, the staples. They kind of is a little bit of everything if you lift heavy enough on all of them. Did, body grows. <laughs> re, re, now, I wasn't there for this, but did you beat Cameron Haynes in a push-up contest a couple years ago? or was uh, it? He, beat, he beat me by three. Oh, my gosh. Was, I think he is the at 75. In how many? In a minute? Yeah, in a minute. Holy smokes! Is the bench was the bench press your secret to almost beating Cameron Haynes in a push-up contest? Mm, no, I didn't have any sort of advantage. I'm like three feet taller than Cam is. My <laughs> arms are about as long as his leg. That's to death, but I. <laughs> that's a real thing. People don't understand how hard it is for guys like us. Because you're how tall are you? Six three, six four? Oh no, dude! I'm not that tall. I'm, I'm like six one. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, I'm a beanpole. I look. I probably look taller than I am. Yeah. Just deceiving. <laughs> well, it is so hard. Even six one. That's that's relatively tall, you know, for the average guy. And it is right. so much harder for guys like you or even me, you know, six four, to squat yep. a certain amount of pounds or bench press a certain amount of pounds. Like, look at the look at the distance. We have to put up oh, yeah. an extra six inches of of weight lift there it's not it's 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 tough man but we <laughs> make up travel pretty far we make up for it on the mountain when we're hiking and darn straight man <laughs> get them with the mile strides what uh what would you say in all seriousness what would you say is like if you were to have you know three core lifts for uh, for specifically for backcountry hunting like yeah 
what, what, oh, what would they be? Yeah, at the gym, you know. I mean, it could be it could be body movements. It could be weight training. What do you think? Oh man, I would say. I mean, you definitely need to be need to be strong, and I think the best all around lift for for strength is is a deadlift. I mean, it's every every muscle in your body you're picking heavy stuff up and setting it down and i think just a standard back squat you know it's great for your core it's good for your legs it's good for your shoulders good for your traps all that fun stuff and then then cardio i mean you got to be able to walk the walk and cover some ground so as long as you've got a strong core strong legs you can move around carry camp carry out carry gear whatever you know but you got to be able to do it for couple days on end which isn't which isn't easy so i guess that would kind of be my my staples if you will that's why i'm always i always do a stair stair climber every day for 20 minutes you do do you do it with weight or just just body weight no just body weight just body weight i just get on there and it's amazing what happens when you take your hands off the rail how much harder it is (laughs) (laughs) like me i'm hanging i'm hanging around the screen like I see some people like suspend themselves and their legs are just like walking in there. I'm like, you are doing absolutely anyways, but yeah, uh, just being able to, I mean, it's, it's the whole, if if you can sprint your entire life, if you can do pull-ups, if you can do sit-ups, if you can do push-ups, if you can move your body weight and, and do it well and do it consistently and, you know, be able to move it pretty frequently as far as being able to do quite a few repetitions and whatnot you'll always be in shape you'll always be able to carry your weight and and, and do well yeah you know and that's for the application of hunting the mountain you know if we're talking backcountry hunting i 100 percent. you know your it all starts in your lower half you know your core your core and your lower half and your cardio that's really kind of the the three pillars um, yep. that that being said i mean a spit particularly bow hunters, um, you know, whatever, if you're a rifle hunter, I guess, but, but I, I, I believe the upper body, um, you know, it, it can give me an advantage. It's definitely not as important, but you know, I, I, I'll be honest, I pull an 80 pound bow. It's, it's technically, I think it came in at 78 and I just left it there, but, um, you know, if I can shoot an 80 pound bow, um, there's a lot of advantages for that. And, you know, I don't have to, my pin gap is tighter. I don't have to be as exact on my yardage if there's some reason I don't have a range finder. Um, but more importantly, I'm pushing, I'm pushing a lot heavier arrow just as fast as most guys. And I'm going to have a lot better chance of, you know, getting a, a complete pass through or whatever. Um, no, absolutely. I, there's, de- there's definitely advantages to that. And, and I feel maybe you can, give me your two cents on this. I think a lot of that's just muscle memory and be able to put in the reps. I think, you know, it's guys come from shooting, you know, I, I shoot a, a recurve, right? So you get a lot of guys that can pull a 80 pound compound or 90 or whatever. You hand them a 45 pound recurve and they're shaking like a leaf. Yep. So it's just, just different muscles and being able to be consistent. So just that same analogy we made earlier, right, Dustin, where it's, you're being consistent in whether it's in the gym or your health or whatever you're doing, your diet, whatever that, that, that same application applies to shooting your bow or shooting your gun or being consistent there and being able to build up that muscle memory and that strength. Yeah. I like that. Uh, what, yeah, buddy. what, uh, if you were putting together, um, you know, 
a seven day hunt and you were going to throw in a, like a mountain ops backcountry combo of, of yeah. products. What's, what's kind of your, I, I know what I like, but what's kind of your go-to yeah. of what you're going to use on a hunt? Uh, for me personally, I'm going to be taking, uh, I'll take ignite and enduro, um, trail packs. Um, I would probably just mix those together and sip on it throughout the day. Or if you want to split it up, depending on how much water you're consuming while you're out there, depending obviously where you're at. Does, does ignite, does ignite not have, does it not have the same characteristics as an, as the enduro or are those completely unrelated? It, no, no, they're they're very related. They have the same base cardio enhanced for, uh, formula as far as L-arginine and L-citrulline, and that's what's providing that vasodilation and gotcha. you know allowing the blood to flow more freely throughout the body. Your heart doesn't have to work as hard. Keeps your muscles oxygenated. You don't get tired. Self pitch, self pitch, self pitch, and then um, the ignite. In addition to that, has what's called nootropics, and that's what our brain blend is, and that actually helps with the mental aspect of it and then it also has a little bit of caffeine in it which helps expedite the you know the way that your body uses and then starts applying that whole arginine and l-citrulline so if i'm taking the two products together it's kind of a how do i say it it's, it's just it's kind of a, a two for one slam dunk type deal if that makes sense yep. so that's kind of what i take for that and then i'm taking uh blaze pills which is um i mean it has quite a bit of uh, caffeine and it. it's natural caffeine it's made from like coffee leaves um and then i'm also taking our biotics and that's just to uh muscle keep recovery. Me regular while oh. well muscle recovery but keep me regular while i'm pounding uh you know dehydrated food and stuff <laughs> like that nothing nothing worse than getting backed up on the mountain after Dude. eating those for a couple of days you know what i mean i i do know what you mean i could tell you a story um i won't but i could <laughs> It just ended up in you coming home without any underwear, right? <laughs> no, fortunately, I stayed on the mountain, but so did a lot of other things. So, yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah. Um, talk maybe like let, let's just back up, I guess, to the gym a little bit, or or it doesn't have to be the gym. Let's just say that you know someone's going to go hike the hills to prepare for a hunt for 2018. What would, and, and let's pretend that they're on a budget so they can't, you know, they're not going to buy every single product, um, yeah. even though everyone has its own advantages. What would sure. be, what would be just like the core, like, okay, I'm handing you these three things and you need to be pumping these three things just to prepare. Just to prepare. Um, I would, I would ignite, of course, like I said, that's kind of the same base cardio enhanced performance, uh, performance, excuse me. As the enduro, um, it's a little stimulated, obviously. That's going to be your straight pick you up, get you going, help you perform, help you feel good, help you recover. Um, and then also ammo, which is our protein meal replacement. Obviously, being able to, if you're going to lose a couple pounds or whatever your goals are, it's got substantial enough protein in it. But it also has um, four and a half servings of real fruits and vegetables. It's got a bunch of flax seeds and other components in that. It's just a really complete A to Z type product that leaves you feeling full. Like I said, it's going to be able to help you lose a little bit of weight. Um, and then with that protein, as you're working out or hiking or whatever, you're going to be building strength as well through your muscles. Yeah. Um, and then I guess third product, it would probably go. Oh, yeah, man, that's a, that's a tough one. I guess I, I can tell you what mine would be. Like I, 
if I if you blew up every product you had and I could only use one, it would be seriously it'd be the BCAAs from the campaigns line. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, I was so happy when you guys came out with those. Um, <laughs> at the gym, and then the other thing I use it for is I'll just sip on it, you know, in a jug of water throughout the day. Yeah, where it's yep. it's really diluted, it you know, but it's enough of a flavor that it's not water, um, and it keeps me from drinking pop and. For sure. you know, and it's it's fine to just sip on you know a scoop of that throughout the entire day yeah no the bcaa is 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 freaking awesome i mean that's a great energy boost that's a great recovery aspect and and it tastes pretty freaking good in that green apple oh. but yeah love it good stuff. um talk about so this is gonna this is uh man i don't i'm gonna try to get this out before hunt expo um hopefully you, yeah Hopefully you guys are listening to this before Hunt Expo, but talk about um, kind of how big of a deal that is and what people could expect if they came to your booth. Yeah, absolutely. So the Western Hunting Expo has been super good to us. Obviously, you know, we're based right here in Salt Lake City, Utah, and we're super fortunate to have, you know, a, a, a great um, a following of people and supporters that are have been so good to us. And so it's great to be able to come and meet all the different people. Um you know, get to meet people. And I think that one of the coolest things, and I guess I'll, I'll share this and then go into what they can expect, but I love that things have trans- transitioned, you know, over the years, it used to be anybody that goes to shows, right? Some guy comes walking up to you with your phone. You're like, Oh man, here it comes. I'm going to hear how he shot this deer. And it's going to be the same story I heard from so-and-so. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. It's not like we don't want to hear your, your mountain success stories. We love those. But I also love that we see people coming up and saying, hey, look how much weight I lost taking your product, or hey, this is my before and after, or look at what I was able to accomplish using your products. And those are what we call our beyond the screen experiences. You know, a lot of times, you know, we are a, we're a company and we're working and we're, and we're trying to sell product and let people have this overall experience. And sometimes it's hard to look past certain things and really see the, the effect that our products and the life-changing you know, positive outcome that it's providing people. And I think that's such a fun experience to be able to see so many people, especially here in Utah, where they can come up and we can really see, you know, the, the experience that our products are providing. But um, what to expect, um, we're going to be doing the Gritty Bowman film on what the Thursday night. That'll be in the same theater that um, the Hush guys do their video in. I'm super excited for the Hush video. Those guys always kill it. Um, there's also like, I think there's, I don't know how many tickets there's left for the Gritty Bowman thing, but if you do get this out and anybody's interested, we would highly recommend that you guys check it out. You can go to our website. It's just mountainops.com forward slash gritty, I believe, is what we've got the page set up as, and you can get tickets there. And is that is that just, is that his um, his film only, or are there other films, or what's the... Oh, there's going, there's going to be uh, a film from... What is his name? It's it's a Yeti film, and I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name. Just badass sheep guy. What is his name? Dustin Rowe? Cole Kramer. No, Cole Kramer. Cole Kramer. Okay. Yep. And then I think I think that's the two. And I might be wrong. You never know. When, when Jordan's coordinating something, we could show up there, and we <laughs> might be watching Dumb and Dumber too. So okay. it's uh, <laughs> it can always be a cluster, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. So that's Thursday night and then Friday morning. Um, what is Friday morning? Cam Haynes run, I think. No, that's Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Is it the Eva workout? Uh, it's, there's, yeah, there's some workouts. So 
Uh, there's the Eva workout. Um, That's Eva Shockey. Chad, Eva Shockey. That one's already sold out. It's going to be a bunch of dudes, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> David D. Austin's going to be there photography. Just creep, creeping. <laughs> not not asked him. You didn't ask him to. He's just going to be like no, peeking no. through the window. No, he said it was. He said he'd do it out of his own free will. It's kind of <laughs> weird. He had some twinkle in his eye. Um, yeah, that'll be that. Um, we're we're looking at possibly doing a workout with uh, Chad Mendez and Eric Chesser. Get those together and, and do a workout the same place we did Cameron Haynes deal last year. Um, Cam won't be doing a workout this year just because he's got his 5K. Um, super busy dude as is. So and then what do we have to do to get uh, finding backcountry slash shed crazy uh, eatathon or maybe a hot dog eating contest? Or, you know, a, <laughs> at, uh, at the mountain ops booth. At the mountain ops booth, yeah. Uh, pie, pie, pie eating contest, uh, something well, of that well, nature. They're, they're actually there, and this is here's your teaser. There's actually something that you will be able to sample and eat at our booth. Something that we're coming out with here finally in the next little bit. Yep, yep. So make sure that if you're there, swing by and check that out. Super, super pumped about it. Well, myself and Shed Crazy, we would like to sponsor that event. Sponsored, <laughs> sponsored by Team Backcountry and Shed Crazy. It'll be, it'll be basically who can eat the most Costco-sized samples of the, <laughs> of the product. Who can sneak? Go to pound yeah. <laughs> who can, who can sneak into their pocket the most? Shed Crazy, it's on. If you're listening to this, it is on, and we're gonna have. A uh, week long, a uh, four day event, seeing who can, who can shovel the most uh, Costco samples out of the Mount Ops booth, and we'll count them up <laughs> when we're done. There you go, right there. You can just do that. What's the, the fluffy bunny? Where you see how many you can fit in your yes. mouth, or chubby bunny, or whatever. Yes, make it happen, man. Come on. Come on down, dude. We got plenty of stuff for you guys to try. Okay, fluffy bunny. Uh, uh, fluffy bunny contest me friday afternoon, friday afternoon me versus shed crazy um we'll have to go around our our seminars at 5 30 so we'll do it at like what four we're doing it at four there you go do it at four 4 p.m mountain ops booth shed crazy be there or be square bunny booth three two five nine if i remember correctly back where we were last year oh, in the yeah. back in the party central zone. Yep, and we're we're just around the aisle of three three five five three, so we'll all be right there. You can't you cannot miss the Mountain Ops booth. So, nope. Okay, Fluffy Bunny contest. Me versus Shed Crazy. I am gonna start uh, practicing for that. I'm looking forward to it. Um, talk <laughs> talk about your what upcoming hunts do you have this year? What do you you're always got stuff going yeah no uh this this would actually be a super super fun year i was going to go back to africa this year but kind of had a uh not so good experience with the with the people that brought our um <laughs> well with the taxidermists that did our stuff so i was pretty upset about it and ended up canceling the trip but uh, i'm gonna do spring bear in idaho um do some turkeys here in utah to kick off spring gonna fish a crap ton all summer long and then going into the fall um, shoot, I'll obviously hunt here in Utah, go up to Wyoming. I should draw antelope up there this year. Um, Colorado elk, 
Colorado deer. What else my God? How much vacation time do you get working at Mount Ops? Or do you consider this work? <laughs> yeah. it, it's work. It's work. It's all work. Now Product I, I get, testing. I get, I, get, I, get, I, I get three weeks, but if I do it on the weekends and play it right, I stretch it out. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Talk, uh, talk real quick. Talk about like a failure, maybe your favorite failure that you've had on a backcountry hunt or like a failure where you've, you've uh, learned the most. Yeah, oh man, failure. You know, I uh, I can think of one that's very ingrained into my memory forever, and it was the year that I decided to uh, switch over and start shooting a recurve. Uh, it was the same year that I drew my limited entry elk tag, and uh, man, I shot and shot and shot and shot and shot, and you know, I kind of figured that my effective range you know, that I was comfortable shooting at an animal that was about 25 yards. And, um, man, I spent, I literally saved all my vacation. I was actually working at Hoyt at the time when I drew that tag and, uh, I would just take off Thursday and Fridays. And then I took off like the whole last week. So I basically have, you know, a, a five day weekend or what four day weekend and, uh, had multiple opportunities where I'd get within, you know, 30, 40 yards of these elk and with a the compound, they just be, slam dunk but um i remember it was kind of towards the tail end i think it was the second to last evening and saw this herd coming across this hillside pretty far away and i just remember handing my pack to my buddy robbie and i just told him i was like hey i'm going after him and i ran all the way down the canyon and ran all the way up and got in front of him and ninja my way through a bunch of cows and got right on the same trail as this bull and he came right to me and stopped you know 15 yards away and i'm on the other side of a pine tree and he's screaming you know just that that pinnacle elk hunter experience where you're like holy cow man i'm gonna i'm gonna do this you know and uh anyways he comes out and ends up seeing me and he's i mean he he's in front of me like broadside at like 20 yards and we're just having a stare down and anyways he I, i remember he had his leg kind of back or whatever and in my mind i'm like man i'm not good enough of a, of a shot that i dare you know try it and obviously elk's freaking lungs are the size of a backboard so i probably should have shot and i remember just watching that elk walk away and i sat there and looked at myself and i'm like or thought to myself excuse me i'm like man if ever that was an opportunity that was it but i learned from that experience you know being able to to make a decision in a stressful situation and being able to say to talk to myself through things and um i guess that's kind of really translated into helping me be successful further on the line you know that failure in a sense catapulted um multiple success opportunities because i was able to think things through in those situations and decide what to do and how to react and i guess you know all failures lead to success over time. So that was a, that was a great learning experience for, for me. And I'm, and I'm glad I'm glad it happened. And luckily I've killed at least one elk or <laughs> one branch antler bull since then. So it hasn't been in vain. <laughs> <laughs> it's only in vain if you quit, man. It's only in vain if you quit. I agree. I agree for sure. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to run you through our, uh, our fire questions. Okay. Um, I actually left my notes 
back at my office and so this is off i've done this enough times hopefully i can remember all these but this is just for memory but like um, articles of faith of your, yeah, of your yeah i know these a lot better than i know the articles of faith. <laughs> me you and me both <laughs> um fixed and i know i know the answer to this but fixed blade or mechanical fixed blade yeah would that change if you're shooting a compound nope nope would you be using the same fixed blade if you're shooting a compound? I would. Interesting. Um, let's see. Favorite backcountry rifle caliber? Oh, man. I, you know, it wasn't until last, it'd been 10 years since I'd hunted with a rifle last year. And then I finally busted out a gun. And man, that was a lot of fun. Um, 300 Wade Mag. It's a good do all. Yep. One size fits all. I'd say six five creed more, but everyone would be like, "Oh, it's so gay." Just kidding. <laughs> um, antelope, mule deer, or elk? Elk. Elk. No question. What uh, What is your dream hunt? My dream hunt. Oh man, that's tough. Um, oh man. You know, I would really, really like to hunt caribou with a recurve. That is on my to-do list. I think those big, um, I don't don't know all the species. I'm not going to spout them off or try to pretend like I know. I can't remember which one. Not the woodland. I don't know if it's like the ground baron or whatever they're called. Anyways, the big giant ones. Yeah, I think, uh, (laughs) is that the... The the cocker spaniel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The German short hair pointer caribou. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is a tailored made to you. Mountain Ops, Mountain Ops, Magnum protein, vanilla or (laughs) chocolate? Chocolate all day, dude. Well, you you know, and even better is the strawberries and cream. Mm. If you haven't tried that, you need to. It's delicious. Even better than that, in my opinion, was candy cane. Um, I, oh, dude, I crushed that. I was, I was so pissed when we... <laughs> dude, I, I grabbed up two extra tubs when you guys put those half off. Um, Smart man. Just dude. to get me through. Yeah, I'm going to go through with draws here. But, um, let's man. say that you could only hunt one state. What would it be? Man, one state, what would it be? Oh. Probably Wyoming. Simple as that. Wyoming has just about everything. They've got everything. They upland hunting is phenomenal. The fishing is phenomenal. They've got, yeah, they've just got, they've just got everything minus the fact that they raised their non-resident prices substantially this year, like a bunch of jerks. I was pretty upset about that, but whatever. Now, are they? Remind me on the grizzly bear hunting are they did they just open that or is there talk of just opening a grizzly bear hunt Ooh, i don't know the answer to that dude i don't want to sound stupid I don't, I, i'm not going to pretend <laughs> yeah i think they're on the cusp of opening up a grizzly bear hunt but it hasn't happened yet yeah but yeah I, they, they do have wolf know. hunts right i believe so yeah because we were up in wyoming and we ran to do a game board i think in some areas you have to have we're up there hunting uh, Chuckers and Huns. Yeah, can't remember yeah. what part we were in, but yeah, we ran into a game board, and he's like, "Yeah, shoot, shoot wolf, shoot it." Okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> shoot it with my twenty gauge. Awesome, <laughs> go over well. 
Um, favorite backcountry food item. Favorite backcountry food item. That's those, not uh, not Mountain Ops. Those little uh, waffle, those little honey waffle oh. things. What are those called? Honey stingers. Honey stingers. Yeah. Mm. So good. You got to actually so, yeah. get a peanut butter thing and put like peanut yeah, butter. I was, I was just gonna say, dude, my man. Yep. <laughs> Freaking. I want one of those right now. Um, I think I think that's all I can rattle off off the top of my head. So I'm gonna uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one more question. But at first, I uh, I like to give you credit, man. Um, I like to give you credit for uh, being a trad guy first, Thank uh, you. dude. I I lived that life for you know a couple of years and there's two types of people. There's people who live the life for a couple of years and then don't do it anymore. And then there's guys like you that are still, <laughs> that are still doing it and killing stuff. So, thank um, you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I want to give you uh, credit for clearly being passionate about your work and your job and, uh, you know, and also for finding what, what appears like a, a line of work, you know, based around your passion. So, um, thank you, dude. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And then I, I know your I know your background and I know that you're uh, not only a family man but I know that you're a, a Christian and and so I appreciate that and uh, thank you give you credit for for putting uh, putting the Lord first and in uh, in everything you do so absolutely thank you dude <laughs> yeah. thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the last question here is uh, mm-hmm. why why do you hunt the backcountry. Why do I hunt backcountry? The seclusion, the ability to unplug from today and get that, you know, that, that ultimate recharge. And, you know, I, there's nowhere that I feel closer to God than when I'm out on the mountain. So I guess for me, that's that, that's the ultimate do all. So. Awesome. Matt, thanks for coming on, man. Sorry. I was, uh, I was a little late, but I uh, appreciate your patience and, only and, 37 minutes, but, cool. <laughs> but who's counting, right? Who's counting? I lost, I, I lost count. Like I said, I can only count to 10. So I'll, I'm going to make up for it at the 4 p.m. Uh, fluffy bunny eating contest on Friday at the Hunt Expo. I'm going to win in your honor for being late to the podcast. You are my dude, man. I appreciate it, Dustin. Thanks okay. for having me on, bro. Yeah, buddy. No problem. See you next week. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Finding Backcountry podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and mention it to your friends. But the best thing you can do, leave a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. For notes and links to this and other episodes, please visit FindingBackCountry.com.